0: It's episode 50, and we are talking about one of the most insane, one of the weirdest movies ever made, Alejandro Jodorowsky's Holy Mountain. I don't want to see an ordinary film. I want to see something extraordinary.
1: Your sacrifice completes my sanctuary of 1,000 testicles. You ever feel as if your mind had started to erode?
0: What's up? A- Let's rock indeed for the fiftieth time. Fifty. I'm Brad Hefner, and with me, as always, is Billy Martell. And this week, we're doing something different. We're doing something different for fifty.
1: We're talking about all of the episodes of Power Rangers. <laughs> yes, yes. All fifty of them. All, f- <laughs> all exactly fifty that they've ever made. We wanted to do something special for fifty. Yeah. And our show is old enough to have a midlife crisis. Yeah, it? yeah. Billy still has some big
0: blind spots in his weirdness journey. A lot of them. Yeah. And I want to correct a big one of those. Not only have you not seen Holy Mountain, right? You have never seen any Hodorowski
1: movie. The closest I've come is seeing the documentary Hodorowski's Dune, mm-hmm. which outlines this director Hodorowski and his attempts to make his own adaptation of Dune before David Lynch got to make his. Yes, and highly recommend that documentary.
0: Oh, absolutely! It's he's a madman. He is absolutely one hundred percent fucking insane. Holy shit. Like But he's like uh, cult I, leader insane where he has this charisma where like everything he says you just go Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. and yeah. that's that's gonna become prescient when talking about this movie yes. in particular, because man, we, we've we've discussed and called him a cult leader every time we've talked about Hodorowski. Yeah. He talks about like the his adaptation of Dune being like a messiah. Would have been a messiah, and you're yeah. like
0: Yeah, no, it sounds like it. Yeah,
1: when he says it, you're like, yeah. And then afterwards, you're like, no, it's not. It's a movie about Dune. And then you watch this movie, and uh, well, it seems like someone must have told him that at some point. Yes. Or maybe that was a secret dream of his.
0: If you're unfamiliar with Alejandro Hodorowski, and I hope I'm saying his name right, it's...
1: That's the way I've always heard it, Alejandro Hodorowski. Okay. I've heard it Jodorowski, I've heard it Okay. We are not meaning any intentional disrespect to Mr. Hodorowski or Jodorowski. Just we this is our best understanding of how to say his name. Yes. And I did not do the
0: prep work that I intended to do for this episode. <laughs> So this is all going to be half-remembered shit. We both have
1: day jobs. Yes.
0: Alejandro Hodorowski is the son of, I believe, Polish immigrants, European immigrants who moved to Chile. So he mostly grew up in Chile in South America and Mexico. He is a Renaissance man. Who I'll say makes film, makes music, makes writes comics, mm-hmm. makes art, writes novels. Mm-hmm. He is an expert on the tarot. He studied mime with Marcel Marceau. Of course um, he did. Of course he fucking did. He he has done everything under the sun, but he is mostly known for his film work. He became famous through a film called El Topo, right? Which was not his first film. His first film, his first full length film, was Fondo Elise which, much like Dali years before, would get him run out of a festival. (laughs) Are you a real artist if you haven't been run out of a festival at some point? And El Topo, I recommend seeing it at some point. Sure. it's Half of it is amazing, Mm. and then the other half is not as much. Mm. That's what got him hugely famous. It became this amazingly successful midnight movie. Boosted by the likes of John and Yoko Ono, mm. uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. No, I,
1: I think he did take her last name. I it's, hope it's, so. People. He mis- seems he seems like a feminist. He like seems that. like a very a person who's very respectful of women, in particular Yoko Ono. Yeah, John Ono. But that was how he got sort of the license to make this movie. He got
0: some financial backers. Originally, yeah. George Harrison was supposed to be in this film as the
1: quote-unquote, lead character. Yeah, heavy air quotes on that one. But he
0: did not want to get his asshole washed
1: (laughs) on film. (laughs) So he was like, gonna have to check out of this one. I think the reason why, I mean, I know, the reason why George Harrison is my favorite Beatle is because he spent so much of his post-Beatle life supporting artists that he liked. And I've always said if I ever made it big, if I ever like struck it rich one of the things i want to do with that money is just find rich find people who can't get their art projects funded and just be like hey make whatever you want guillermo del toro you're gonna make that in the mouth of madness i'm sorry in at the mountains of madness adaptation you should go smaller than guillermo del toro oh i should definitely go for other people but like that's that's... Hey Steven Spielberg, let me give you some walking around money. <laughs> That's just someone that I can name off the top of my head. Gotcha. If I had the money and resources, I would find like smaller people to yeah. give money to. But yeah, I I love that about him. But honestly, but you know, it makes sense. I don't know how I would feel about getting my asshole washed mm. uh, on camera. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but very briefly and very vaguely, mm-hmm.
0: Holy Mountain is. We're not going to walk through the plot. We're just... Because, as you're going to find out, that
1: would be impossible. It would be a stupid thing
0: to do. It would be impossible and it would be pointless. This is a movie... Here's the basic plot of the film, before I describe the tenor of the film. Sure. A man known as the Thief is corrupted by society, and then he meets an alchemist. And if you know anything about alchemy, it is not about the literal transformation of base elements into gold. It is about a spiritual transformation. Okay. So, the alchemist is changing this, as he calls them, excrement, this human excrement into gold through spirituality and things like that. Yeah. And he has also cultivated some of the most powerful people in the world who he is also going to transform into gold. And they are going to climb the holy mountain and dethrone the nine immortals that rule the world. Right. Right. Now, most of that
1: plot comes in about the last 45 minutes. Yeah, as I, I I said during the screening, it's it's about an hour and seventeen minutes in and we finally have a plot. Yes. Yeah. Most of the film is seeing the thief in the beginning mm-hmm. and then
0: meeting each one of the alchemists cohorts
1: They don't seem to really be disciples because they're all terrible people. One could say disciples uh, just because they do decide to join the alchemist and follow him. Uh, Some of Jesus' disciples were famously bad people before they decided to join Jesus. Lee Harvey Oswald. Exactly. Ed Gein. Exactly. Elon Musk. Uh, I mean, Elon Musk was the one even Jesus was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) But. Ed Gein, you're good. Elon, fuck off. What makes this movie insane? Mm Mm-hmm is that
0: every single second is laden with the most insane imagery you have ever seen. The most insane, beautiful, upsetting, heavy,
1: just wild as fuck imagery. We we talked a little bit before watching the movie. I have been... Avoiding finding out anything about this movie for a while. I think at one point I heard that there was a machine in the movie that involved orgasming. I probably told you about that because that's one of
0: my favorite. Out of context things to mention about the movie? Sure, is you might unfolding
1: have. sex robot. And I heard from another person, and this is not entirely true. There, er, there's this is definitely partially true, but it's not entirely true. I heard from someone that it was an anti-religion movie. It's an anti-everything movie. Really, it, it, it's a very angry movie. It's also a not a very angry movie, but it's also a very angry movie. There's a lot of emotion in this movie. Though, that's all I really walked into this movie with, aside from from. <laughs> the last recording that we had until the moment we started watching, Brad kept sending me these Gina Davis messages of just be afraid, be very afraid. (laughs) And I, it was more like, I just (sighs) honestly didn't really listen to you. Okay. Like at first I was nervous because at being someone who grew up religious, every time I hear like a movie is anti-religious and, Even though that kind of stuff doesn't bother me as much anymore, at the same time, it does sort of like activate like a a latent sort of knee-jerk reaction in the back of my brain. Okay. Once you said, no, that's not what it is, I was like, okay, fine. And I was much more willing to, to let it happen. And then we start watching the movie, and I know Brad already said it, every other second... The weirdest fucking shit you've ever seen in your life. We've seen some very weird movies Mm -hmm. on this show. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. This is the fucking weirdest thing I have ever seen. That's
0: why we really need to get it under your belt. Yeah, yeah. And I I will tell you... Shit, (laughs) man. I will tell you... I watched this for the first time probably about ten years ago. Okay. I, I found this just... I don't remember... How I found it. Mm -hmm. I think it might have just been, like, trying to find shit like David Lynch on Amazon. And there was just this Hodorowski collection release that had El Topo and Holy Mountain. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this sounds cool. Or it could have been that I saw... There's a
1: part in this movie where a man hallucinates that... I guess we're going to just, by the way... doesn't really matter, but this is already the spoiler section. This movie can't be spoiled. It, it can't really be we're spoiled. We're going to describe in words what you might see, but it is
0: not going to do anything justice.
1: But for those who are like us okay. to say that there are spoilers, like, I'm just going to say, we're not going to be worrying about spoiling things in this episode. Uh, this is just... Um, there is again as we said there isn't much story here no and as we and we always talk about like how our words can't do visuals justice yes that goes uh triple for this like at, at least with uh, street fighter we could say he kicks a guy or with yeah. paddington we could say it's an adorable funny musical number yeah uh, and you could have some sort of imagination with this movie i don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah i won't even <laughs> describe exactly what there is a insanely weird
0: thing that happens for about two seconds mm-hmm. towards the end of this film and i think i saw a gif of that and i was like what the fuck is that from <laughs> what is that from what the fuck insane piece of shit is that from there. and i tracked that down and i was like yeah and i was like i need to see that because at that time i'd become a fool on seeker right I, right like and watching holy mountain watching el topo that only reinforced that where it's like now, granted, I found and enjoyed plenty of other weird shit after I saw Holy Mountain. Yes. Holy Mountain is a absolutely singular work of art. There will never be anything like it. Yes. Again, there is nothing else like it. Yep. It is so relentless in its imagery mm-hmm. and its devotion to realizing Hodorowsky's mad vision.
1: Yeah. This isn't a movie that's going to ruin cinema for you, though, I think is what you're saying. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm
0: saying, like, I could
1: still enjoy things after this. <laughs> It you, wasn't. You saw Paddington 2
0: after this. Yeah, it wasn't like. Yeah. Oh, I saw a parade of crucified dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like, nothing shocks me or appalls me or yeah,
1: anything. It's like. No, it's just we were watching a low rent B movie from Japan just last week and you were you were actively disturbed by something in that movie. I was displeased. I wasn't really yeah. disturbed. It, it just You seemed upset.
0: I did not care for it. Okay. Uh it was an extended rape scene mm-hmm. that just it was tacky. It was gauche. It was tacky and gauche. Yes. Before we get into
1: our discussion, would you recommend Holy Mountain? For the reasons that we have already gone through, I have to say uh, entirely yes. Yeah. As you just said, you you're never going to see anything like this. We've we barely scratched the surface of the absolutely traumatizing shit. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't necessarily say traumatizing in the way that I was traumatized by imprint. No. Where like I was like upset throughout most of the movie. There were a couple things that upset me in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Hodorowski, we may admire him for being crazy man. Yes. And for like having the the guts to make a movie like this, mm-hmm. which is going to be impenetrable to a lot of people. Yeah. Admirable in my in my estimation. On the other hand, I don't know that he's probably a good person. No. And there's a couple of things that happen in the movie that genuinely upset me in a way that I'm not sure they were supposed to. Okay. At the same time, I... So I don't know if this is going to be something that's going to join my collection. I don't know if this is a movie sure. that I loved. No, no. At the same time, I I we are hitting me right after I watch this movie. Yeah. In the Antichrist episode... Right, which we also recorded right after I'd seen that movie, not because we planned it, but because I was lazy. Yeah. I. I had such an emotionally negative reaction to that movie right off the bat that I said something stupid like art needs to be redemptive to be of worth and mm-hmm. this isn't so it's so it it shouldn't have been made which is a dumb thing to say yeah. and now that's in the episode forever so I don't know what my idea of this movie is going to be after I've had some time to process it sure right off the bat it can be a one and done that's fine right off this the bat is... this, this, this feels like a one and done to me but I am so glad that I won and did it. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I wasn't like, I wasn't serving this to you being like, here's your new favorite movie. Right. Like, yeah, No, I knew that. Yeah. We need to get you some, you need to do this homework.
1: Sure. And I'm, I'm, granted, yeah. it wasn't
0: homework. It, you enjoyed it, but it's still. So I did, like, yes.
1: To be able to talk about weird movies, you should have at least seen Holy Mountain. Uh, yeah. Even, yeah, just, just, this is a movie that I, all, I was intimidated by for a long time yeah. because I, not only because of the, the whole baggage i have with it being and with what i thought was an anti-religious film but also because this movie is a favorite movie of so many people who like no film mm-hmm. like capital f film snob yeah. people and this is uh, they they they're all like this this is the this is the fucking thing And so, yeah, there was a bit of me. There was like, can I watch anything after I watch this? Is this the apex? And having now seen it, I'll be fine. Yeah, you will. Because it's it's just a movie. But, hey, I have seen Holy Mountain. And... I will that that I'll never see anything else like it. I imagine even El Topo is, is a completely different experience. It's very different. It's I'll, still it'll still be a Hodorowski movie, but yeah, uh, it'll uh, it'll be a completely different Hodorowski we movie. We might do we will probably do Santa Sangre. Okay. Hodorowski's take on the his, horror movie. Oh
0: I thought was you were gonna say it was his Christmas movie. What would it be his Christmas movie? Oh Santa. Santa, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. comedy. Yeah. I'm glad we've done fifty episodes of this show. <laughs> But we might also do El Topo, because El Topo is much easier to describe. Sure, sure. This movie would be a lot of, okay, he goes down a rainbow tunnel. Mm. He finds a, a crazy pilgrim in all white mm-hmm. and a naked black woman mm-hmm. you know, who looks like a naked X-Men. Who's inscribed in, what was that, Yiddish, maybe? A Hebrew. Hebrew, okay. And there's a camel there. Mm-hmm. And then they go to another room, and there's a baby hippo in a pool. Mm-hmm. And then he poops in a bucket. And it's just it
1: you yep. gotta see it. So that's uh, that's not an episode we wanna record and that's not an episode you want to listen to. No. There's a reason why we nixed the episode of Eraserhead we were gonna do. Yeah. And it's mainly because of this. This this exact reason we were like, what what are we gonna say? So I do <laughs> wanna tell you something about Hodorowski. Go go right ahead because I, I, I know very little about him, aside from what I saw in the documentary.
0: Just uh, going back to the idea that he's not a good person. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Because I don't get a good vibe. Well, one, we know what he did to his son
1: to Mm -hmm. train him
0: for the lead role of Paul Atreides, Mm -hmm. which was basically have him undergo the most strenuous martial training possible for several years for a movie that did not get made. Like, hours and hours and hours a day practicing weapons, martial arts,
1: for years. There's something about him, and I think it, it's 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 partially the cult leader thing, because these, these people that I'm about to compare him to are cult leaders, that really reminds me of this sort of, like, men's rights, modern-day movement, where you're like, hey, come join my stogie-smoking sure. club on the internet, where yeah. we learn how to fuck women all day. Well, there's something was... about him. It's not explicitly there, but there's something very... He's got a vibe about Yeah, he that. does. He yeah. has also
0: claimed there's a scene in El Topo where El Topo, Hodorowski's character, rapes a woman. And he has claimed, he originally claimed that that was a real rape. And then he's since gone back and been like, no, no, I said that to shock people. Now, I don't know which side is true mm-hmm. because I definitely believe Hodorowski
1: is a man who would lie about raping a woman oh, yeah. to shock people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, he, he seems to be very much about the effect that yes. he has on people and about shocking people in in general. So
0: it's it's not uh, a
1: thing where it's...
0: Bizarrely, I mostly believe that he did not actually rape a woman on film. I really hope he didn't. I really hope he didn't either, but I wanted to get that out because that's something that comes up with Hodorowski. I, I do, yeah, yeah. I And there's other things in El Topo, like... We can talk about during the El Topo episode. I, yeah, I think he there's, is.
1: There's plenty of shit to talk about here. Yeah,
0: but Hodorowski not a good man, terrible father.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm, yes.
0: Amazing artist. Amazing <laughs> artist. Amazing artist. I wanna, I wanna... So,
1: kind of like Pablo Picasso. Incredible artist. Kind of like... Horrible human being. So, what were the parts that upset you? Well, right off the bat, there's a significant amount of animals in this movie. Yeah. And I'm not convinced... That all of them escaped the filming process. In fact, I'm pretty sure that a lot of them came out worse for wear. Probably. And um, that immediately upsets me in any
0: movie that I'm I understand I'm that. I get that 100%. That's another not great thing about Hodorowski. Okay. And, and another thing he claimed there's a scene in El Topo mm-hmm. that involves a fuck ton of dead rabbits. And Hodorowski was like, yeah, I killed him for the film. And then he was later like, no, I bought him from a butcher shop. So, and again, that one, I'm more leaning to, like, I don't know.
1: Uh, It's hard. I get it. It's hard to tell because, again, everything about this guy is affect. Yes. So it's hard to tell what is really affect and what isn't. And if you
0: ever watch his latest two movies, Endless Poetry and Dance of Reality, Mm -hmm. which are autobiographical, you can see the idea that Hodorowsky has about himself, I can see the idea that Hodarowski has about himself in this. True, but this is even <laughs> more self-aggrandizing. Yeah, good films. It sure. has a signature, like visual style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you can,
1: Hodarowski is all about Hodarowski. He for real, for real. That I, and that's the other thing that really annoyed me about this is that Hodarowski believes in himself. Oh yeah, and. I, on one level, I wish I had some of that confidence... Just in my everyday life, as but I say that about Tommy Wiseau. I wish I had some of the confidence that Tommy Wiseau has about himself. He obviously Hodarowski is not Tommy Wiseau. He's no, he's a good filmmaker. He's a good filmmaker. But man, does Hodarowski believe in Hodarowski? He, and does. he does. It does. It takes a special kind of a, a special kind of person, not to mythologize him, but it, it does to cast yourself as the wisest person in the universe. And just like the man who has all the answers. Yeah. And uh Hodorowski, if we haven't mentioned it already, Hodorowski plays the Alchemist. Yes. And I was fully expecting with the arc of this movie, in the way that a lot of movies, art house or not, play out, for him to be like this 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 wise man who's like taking these people through this journey and then you get to the end and it turns out he's just as much of an idiot as everybody else. And there'd be like some sort of dark twist or, mm. or even like uh, an optimistic twist or or, or, or where it turns out because throughout the movie, there are many examples of charlatans or capitalists using religion, people's general ennui human emotion All of this stuff as a tool to manipulate them into giving them more wealth. Yes. And I don't know where they got that inspiration from. This never happens in real life. But at the So I was expecting Hodorowski's character to end up being another one of those. Okay. And that would be the big twist. In the end, the twist is he's perfect. And Everyone needs to follow him and everything that he teaches and everything's good. See, and I, I'm like, I uh okay, so Hodorowski is great. I disagree with you there. Okay. Granted, the movie
0: is very much Hodorowski's spirituality and his his <laughs> it's what Hodorowski is into. Like yeah, this movie yeah. is like is just like everything that Hodorowski is into. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, the tarot, mixtures of meditation, like various uh, holistic medicines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naked women. Naked women. Mm-hmm. I don't. Here's how the movie ends. And let, let's get. I'll, I'll sort of combine this with the Hodorowski as cult leader thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: because as we said, the alchemist sort of gathers these people together to go on this spiritual journey up the holy mountain. Yeah. Now, almost all of the people in this film were not professional actors. Really? Yes. Okay. They, is they all did a great job. Very much about found people. Okay. That is partially why he includes a lot of,
1: like, disabled people in his films. Mm-hmm. They, they, I will say that was another thing that upset me. I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, we can talk about that after. Yeah. Um. So,
0: these were real people, and, like... As part of the process, like, they lived together for a month. Mm -hmm. Hodorowski was, like, taking them through these spiritual exercises. There's a... So he
1: took them through some real... Yeah. Uh, So,
0: And there was also drugs involved, because it was 73. That's another thing you have to understand. This movie is from 1973. It's very much going off of the psychedelic psychedelia and the spiritualism of the 60s and the right. 70s like there's a lot of that that's so evident. that's so that's why Hodorowski is like
1: no i'm gonna speak truths i'm gonna try to enlighten people which He's is a guru is something that i definitely picked up on through most of the movie but then towards the end there is a character he mocks for thinking that drugs are the are a way to salvation true but the thing is that character was like only drugs all you oh, need is drugs i see uh, the famous Beatles B-side All You Need Is Drugs. All You Need Is Drugs. Right.
0: I don't care too much for mommies mommies can't buy me drugs can't buy <laughs> me, <laughs> me drugs. Amon um, um, Tep never bought me drugs. drugs. Um, that's a song parody I've been working on for a while. It's just <laughs> The verses are too short to really establish the concept of why this mummy yeah. can't buy me drugs. That's 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 um,
1: the once you crack that, it's on to the cure for cancer right after. But that.
0: there's a part during the spiritual journey where mm-hmm. the all these characters go through spiritual death and rebirth. Yes. and during that scene, they were actually on LSD.
1: I was actually thinking in my head I uh, about how people look for the death of self through hallucinogenics. Yeah. In that It's scene, good for ego and death. Was, and I was like, hey, a lot of people go for hallucinogenics with e- for ego death. These people decided to melt wax effigies of themselves. Yes. It, it's potato patata. It's, again. Yeah, but apparently they were doing both. All the
0: symbolism, it's all the. It's all part of the process. Mm-hmm. But, so the, these people, like, really were buying into Hodorowsky's stuff. And they were like yeah, we're going on a journey and this movie's going to... The r- movie was originally supposed to end with an effect where they sit at the table of the nine immortals and they are sort of like, they ascend into eternity or whatever. And then Hodorowski called an audible and he's like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. This is a movie. I'm going to tell people it's a movie. So uh Hodorowski is like, they're all sitting at the table. They've they've climbed the holy mountain. They're waiting for Hodorowski to say something pro- profound. And he's like, This is all a movie. Zoom back camera. That was a pretty cool moment. I'm not going to lie. the camera zooms back. You see the crew. And he's like, we're all just trapped here in Mm -hmm. this fake image. Yeah. Like,
1: just... We're all just
0: images on your screen. We need to leave. We need to go. So, I don't think he's buying... Like, he's not saying he's the be-all, end-all. He's saying, like, think beyond what you've been shown. Interesting. But But, the cast... We were not pleased with this. They were like, I thought we were going to get the ascension ending. Yeah. I thought we were going to get something more spiritual. Now you're just giving us this movie bullshit. Yeah. There is a commentary track for this, which I listened to a long time ago, should have listened to in prep. This is an exhausting movie. I don't think I can do yeah. it twice
1: in a year. I, we, that was another thing that you warned me about is that there's. Uh, and it isn't a matter of like the movie is boring. No, it's just it's it's honestly so much. the exact opposite. There is so much demanding your attention. Even if we went through and tried to list every single goddamn weird thing that happens in this movie, we would forget something. Yeah, inevitably because it's it's so much. That was something. First observation I had right off the bat: art house cinema is usually conflated with. A slow pace. I think that's probably. I don't know where exactly that comes from. Definitely, it's true for one of the most popular auteurs and artists filmmakers in America, David Lynch. Yes. who has a very slow pace for a lot of his work. But this is like edited, like just, like a modern movie, like like a Marvel movie almost. Just like cut, 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 and every cut is the weirdest fucking thing you've ever seen. Yeah, and it's only there's a great shot where a guy's head is lopped off and then a skull pops out of his oh, neck. Oh, during stump Axon's part. During yeah. Axon's part. And it was amazing. It it's was there for a single second. Like blink and you'll miss it. Literally blink and you miss and it. And that's another
0: fucking amazing thing about this movie. It's one of my favorite things about like relentless art like this. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things about everything, everywhere, all at once. It's just the sheer fucking work. That oh, went into making this insane vision absolutely. True. There are so many insane props, yeah. sets, mm-hmm. costumes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand
1: how he got all this money. Like, it, this should have been like... Considering the trouble he had trying to make fucking Dune, yeah, I'm surprised that, that how much money he got for this. El Topo must have been huge. It was, again... <laughs>
0: John Lennon and Yoko Ono were huge proponents of it. Uh, mm. It was a huge. That's it was right. Huge he on the Beatles midnight money. movie soon. Midnight movie scene. Yeah. No, it, it was big. And again, this was the start of really the midnight movie stuff. This is when John Waters was coming up. David Lynch was coming uh, up. Oh, yeah. So this That'd was do like. Again, this it. is the fucking 70s when filmmaking was the Wild West. Ex- yes. When they were just. It's a very different time. When they were just throwing money at whatever insane shit. Any insane person... They sent Francis Ford Coppola off to the jungle for fucking six years.
1: (laughs) For real, though. For real. Like, the the 70s... Was a wild time, man. Yeah, and then... The wild, dark, upsetting time.
0: And then that led to the 80s where studios were like... Let's you know lock what?
1: this shit down.
0: Maybe we should go with safe things. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And um, that's how the
0: Police Academy movies happened. But just about the commentary, one of the reasons why I didn't go out of my way to rewatch that is Hodorowski is a bit hard to understand. And he is not really speaking for clarity. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of... He has he a does, very thick accent. He doesn't go through and be like, this is what this means, this is what this symbolizes. Mm-hmm. He's mostly just like... He'll, he'll tell some stories about, like, the actors or, like, the process, like, uh, the story of how the movie ended came from there. Yeah. yeah. So, what else upset you?
1: Well, since we mentioned it already, his use of handicapped people yes. uh, is yes. almost always in the sort of, uh, to, I don't remember what movie this is from, but it's from a movie starring Peter Dinklage. Just, I've just seen this one clip out of, out of context where Peter Dinklage is in a little blue tuxedo uh, mm-hmm. with a top hat, and he's like, every time I get hired for a movie, it's all because someone wants to do a fucking dream sequence. Oh no, a little person. It must be a fucking dream. This, yeah. These don't exist in reality. I mean, and I, It's a great scene. It's really funny because Peter Dinklage is incredible at doing rage rants but at the same time it speaks to a real problem which is people who have different body types than uh what is seen as the norm yes get used as props and in this movie it felt like that was happening every time uh, somebody showed up like that. i
0: i'd agree with you to an extent i don't think it's it did seem to I be, feel be like, like hey Williams. this movie is weird i didn't <sighs> There's so much other weird shit. It's true, not like it's not true. like Terry Gilliam, who's like, who just brings on a little person, literally for that reason. Like, let's weird it up that way.
1: Uh, oh no, Terry Gilliam is also guilty of this, and I am a fan of Terry Gilliam. So there is to
0: so much other weird shit. Yeah, that I don't think that was his necessarily his driving point. I still think he okay. is capitalizing on otherization. Yes, just not in the way you are specifically talking about. There's a lot of this in El Topo as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's more that like, I think his mind and heart was in the right place where it's like, Oh, these poor people who, and especially in sixties and seventies in Mexico, I know they were treated terribly in America. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it was much better down there. Mm -hmm. So he was like, okay, let's put them on screen. Let's make people look at these unfortunates in his mind and I think it was more that. Okay. I, I I think he had
1: good intentions with it. Mm-hmm. It's
0: just... they are almo- It almost, does
1: not read well. They are almost always depicted as victims in, in the scenes that they're involved in. There's one scene in particular where a guy with very short legs and no arms appears. And it's during a scene where... The god of war, Mars, or the goddess of war—not literally—but she says that that's her planet, and and uh, she's she's like every a, a weapons manufacturer. All the disciples of the all the people the alchemists collect give their name and say what planet. Mhm. They uh they are. Yeah, uh, Hodarowski was very much inspired by the song Float On from the 70s. Yeah. I'm Larry and I'm a cancer. I don't know uh, what that song is. It's a very weird song. Sounds like oh, you like, meant Float On by Modest Mouse. No, no, that's the good Float On. Oh, okay. This is the very bad Float On. Larry is a icon. But anyway, she's talking about the different weapons that they create and the different methods of war that they create. And she has come came up with a
0: Chemical mm-hmm. that turns even the most har- harmless is the harmless person says. into a raving beast, and we see, like you said, this a, a little
1: person with no arms mm-hmm. uh, kicking at a statue, kicking at a statue, and it's, so there is this sort of idea of like this pitiful person is 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 being forced to fight, yeah, and that has its own negative weight to it. It Just is that attitude on its own,
0: but again, we are thinking with. 2022 minds very true not psychedelic 1973 <laughs> mexican minds fair enough fair enough it is something that bothered
1: me though. that's fair it, that's uh, fair
0: as we always say if something offends you mm-hmm. you're allowed to be offended right i'm just trying to give an Context. opposing opposing yeah. idea
1: another thing that i it, something that like consistently upset me throughout the whole movie though because th- there's only a couple of handicapped characters in the film mm-hmm. so that was only a thing that came up a couple of times but this is something that i gave partial voice to during the screening a certain point i think it was towards the beginning of the film actually oh the uh, male gaziness the male gaziness i said like i really need to see i need to make a point just as 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 a man uh <laughs> to see more art house movies made by women. Yeah. And this is because you and I watch a a lot of weird movies, and some of them are art house, some of them are grind house. The majority of them are made by men. Yeah. And they involve a lot of female nudity. They do. In a vacuum, there's nothing wrong with female nudity. There's nothing wrong with even the nudity in this movie, for the most part. I don't, if it was in a vacuum, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it. Uh, some of it. Later on in the movie went on, I changed my mind on a couple okay. of things. Incredibly one-sided. Even in this movie where there's a lot of dicks. There is a lot of dicks. There's it, a lot of dicks. You see uh, some beefcake men. Yes. It just it seems... And it, the, the part that kind of tipped it on for me about this movie in particular, it was... I was fine with, like, there being naked women. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I enjoy looking at naked women. But the issue that I took was... Every, this is not entirely correct, but most every significant moment involving a woman character in the movie had to be sexual. And the, the, the one moment that I remember it kind of breaking from that formula... Was a moment when again Mars. They're, they the the pilgrims are are wandering up. They're they're traveling up the holy mountain. They're all sort of tied to a leash, following the alchemist, and they're traveling up this hill, up the holy mountain, and they're each having these visions of what I could only interpret as like temptations of of that of, of things that they were leaving so behind in the was, old world. Was their fears? Oh, okay, okay. So that might recontextualize it. Maybe. So but in, in this scene, there is a scene where Mars her vision is of her eating a horse, just like ripping its flesh off and eating it. They did not actually harm a horse. No, this they is just definitely put some pain
0: on a horse's hind.
1: Yeah. And she bit into a raw steak. Since we did mention the animal cruelty already, I should mention no, this was not a real horse thing. You just Yeah, just just ripping fake steak off of a fake horse but but there was a dog fighting sequence in this scene yeah that really that was, upset me yeah no quite a lot i always forget about that dog fight that made me mad <laughs> i understand so that was one moment where it was like i'd already formulated this hypothesis this this thought in my head and when we got to that scene it's like hey we found one but most of the rest of the time it's always sexual it's especially with mars because you had said earlier in the film isn't it cool or you said i really like that they switched venus and mars
0: yes the man who represents venus is Mm -hmm. a man is a man and mars is a woman and mars is a woman it's a cool idea and it's still they don't not everything corresponds with mythology but these first two do where venus has it's all about three Wives is all about manufacturing beauty, Mm -hmm.
1: and Mars manufactures weapons. Yes, but even though Mars is a woman, and they are going with the war god motif, because they are a weapons manufacturer, are literally in the business of creating and perpetuating wars the first i guess like minute of their time is all sex it's they wake up in a bed with two other sexy ladies they go and that you see that they keep a bunch of naked men around to fuck Their two sexy ladies that were sleeping with them follow them around with with their boobs out uh, with cut out holes for their boobs in their outfits everything is very sexual and that doesn't seem to tie in with the war part at all, whereas even though Venus is all about again appearances, beauty, sex, as Venus's want to be, Venus himself is very buttoned up, he's almost yes. always dressed as he he even says like I only make love to my hundred or so wives." During work hours, hours. which is hilarious and great. I love the commentary of that, but I can't help but notice. And then later on, as again, they're climbing the holy mountain and Mars is like, I I can't, I can't climb it. I can't do this. And they say, you are afraid of success. Now you have to fuck this mountain. One of them, it seems almost seems like opposing ideas.
0: It's like, (laughs) one of them is like, you're afraid of succeeding. Mm -hmm. You're not afraid of falling. You're afraid of climbing. Right. And. A dude, a man, is like, yeah. rub
1: your clitoris against the mountains. <laughs> this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. This is just something I'm into. The next very next scene is another guy being like, oh, I, I can't. I can't go on because of my hand is frozen. They're like, chop off your fingers. The guy gets to have the chop off your fingers moment and the girl has to masturbate on the mountain. Here's, and again, it does
0: not make it better. Yeah. But you have to understand that this is 1973. We've yeah. We've just gone through the free love 60s. Sure. This is female sexuality on film is
1: newish okay like it's I will say that the film at least acknowledges the existence of the female orgasm so yes. I guess in in the 70s that was a huge step forward so it's I um, and again it's very uh, it's very
0: much a condescending eye mm-hmm. because it's from Hodorowski who is not just a man but hodorowski <laughs> for real it's I think I think it was more about. One yes, he's a horny pervert. <laughs> That's a part of it. He wanted to. Let's put, just make, get
1: that right out of the way. He wanted. To,
0: it's he clearly has no problem with nudity of any gender. Yeah, but he obviously prefers female nudity. Right. So he wanted to put a bunch of ladies on film. Sure. But I think it was also a thing of like, yes, women are sexual too. They have their own desires and their own. This idea that. Women are not just receptacles for sex, but are mm-hmm.
1: agents of sex on their own. There is a scene where, again, talking about the fuck robot. Yes. The big old fuck robot, which is an incredible scene, by the way. The amount of work that went into building this gigantic fuck robot. Yeah,
0: so what happens <laughs> is Fawn, whose planet is Jupiter, so Zeus. has an art factory, mm-hmm. which is a hilarious idea to begin with. Yes uh, they mass produce art and it's mm-hmm. all very sexual and very again that's commentary like it might even be self parody of like oh yeah, this is what art is now it's all sexual that's what sells that's
1: what I do want to scandalizes talk about people that part of the scene in a minute, but let's talk about the fuck robot real quick
0: so they uh fawn unveils his his greatest creation, which is a love robot and it's not. It's not a robot you fuck. No, not really I mean there's a there's a big stylus, there's a big phallic stylus, and it's you a have giant to,
1: metal pickle.
0: You it's not it doesn't the robot doesn't seem to exist for your pleasure. No. It seems to exist for it's, the robot's pleasure. It's an arcade game essentially. So you have to like be a considerate enough lover with the stylus mm-hmm. to make the robot feel good. Yeah. And as the robot feel feels good, it
1: unfolds and becomes bigger. Mm-hmm. It uh, sprouts arms that like reach for you and pull you in. Yeah, and, and you, then it and then comes it comes and it has a little baby robot and a little baby robot pops out and that's how you know that you won a prize of the fair. I yeah, guess. I guess a robot baby, a robot baby. Oh, that's that's your prize. You get to take that home. It's it's like Tamagotchi, though. Way way more emotional involvement. Way more uh, penile involvement. More way more penile. How many involvement. times you ever
0: fuck a Tamagotchi? Uh, I, I, I... I like to get my dick in that reset hole. <laughs> Yours fits in there, right? You, you gotta... Cause mine, oh man, good time. Yeah, just, back just, just grade. right in just, that,
1: just perfect. Just like, yeah. uh... Goldilocks situation. Perfect size. All of the segments where they talk about the livelihoods, the the sort of backstories and lives of these, these rich assholes, it feel like comedy sketches to me. Sort of. They're so broad and they're so on the nose with the commentary that they're going with. They feel very... And I'm not even saying this as a critique, necessarily. No, just I as think a, I mean, just it mostly comment. works. Just as a comment, really, more than anything. But in this this moment was one of the moments that felt the most like a sketch. like Just just like a, a, re, a really funny sketch. I was yeah. laughing quite a bit. He first gives the giant pickle rod to his chauffeur. chauffeur. And the chauffeur fails just, like tries terribly, to ram terribly. it in. Just trying to ram it in. And
0: Fawn takes the stylus from him dead pants the camera, not actually talking, it's ADR, yeah, it's, ADR. it's a voiceover he goes. But he,
1: he gives the, the, the camera like a Jack Benny stare, and this happens over the ADR. My chauffeur is a bad lover. And then the chauffeur slaps the machine, says frigid bitch, and walks off. And so that, I, I can see kind of where you're coming from in that part of it, where like, again, the joke is not on... Female sexuality. The joke is on, on the men. chauffeur yeah. for being an asshole. You're you're blaming this on the woman and when you just suck. Also,
0: again, just the acknowledgement that lesbianism is a thing or bisexuality is a thing. Yeah, he gave
1: uh, he he gives the stylist to his 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 own lover, and mm-hmm. she he's like, I know she's good, and she is the one who ends up and making also this, making this work. As you mentioned,
0: Mars seems to be particularly fond of her female companions.
1: True, true. Which is a stereotype in its own right. It she's is. she's like in a masculine profession. She wears a suit and everything. But then again, she looks damn good in that suit. Oh my gosh. She has Holy Janelle shit. Monet
0: energy. Yeah,
1: no, that suit was fucking fire. Uh, there, there's a couple of cool costume moments in this movie, but that suit was... That was good. That was good I, I want
0: to point out something. Uh, when you say on the nose and, and not subtle, uh, it, it's not, a lot of it. But... And this goes for the symbolism more broadly. In Roger Ebert's review of El Topo, which he considers one of his great movies...
1: Roger Ebert considered it one of his great movies? Yeah. one. Okay. He,
0: on his big list of great movies, he wrote an essay for El Topo. Okay. I can't remember if he originally reviewed it when it came out, or if he rewrote the review for the Great great Movies thing.
1: Or if it was original.
0: But he says there's two kinds of symbolism. The obvious and the obtuse. Mm. If you get a symbol, if you get what's going on, it's obvious because, okay. because you get it. Right. And if you don't get it, it's obtuse because you don't get it. Mm. So mm. it's sort of a catch 22 where it's like, I'm, I'm not going to say that there's not like very obvious shit in all the planets,
1: Yeah, but just cause you get it. Right. <sighs> And it, damn it, this dear Roger Ebert. I don't respect you, but you're 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 taking me to task here from the grave.
0: And granted, it, it's a little bit different with the symbolism. Like I, at one point, there's a pelican in a room, and I was like, "Hey, yeah. did you know that pelicans are con- considered a symbol of Christ?" And I did not. And they, they, so, the actual Christian in the room, and I had no idea. So that that's. Probably more what he was talking about because that's more of mm-hmm. two symbolism. Like, sure, you can get why the otherwise it just seems weird that the pelican's there, right? So, for all these sort of vignettes, it's a little bit different because it is very obvious and on the nose. I don't think it would escape most people, but there's still people who probably wouldn't penetrate
1: what this sort of thing means. Sure, sure, I can see that. Uh, the, to your point, though, uh, to back up what you were just saying, we were t- discussing this very early on in the movie. There is an incredible scene, uh, which is the, unfortunately also the scene where I first noticed the fact that there was probably some animal cruelty on set. Yes. Uh, which well, is a depiction of... The conquest of the Aztecs. The conquest of the Aztecs being portrayed by little animals in suits, like little toads and little... uh, Uh, Chameleons or iguanas or something. I think they're bearded dragons or something. Something. Like, in in, in costumes. And it's... The whole scene is a... Uh, You
0: see the very idyllic life of the lizards as the Aztecs dressed up in their little Aztec garb, just having fun, everything's great, and then the Spanish come, Mm -hmm. and, uh, again, it's an amazing sequence...
1: And the Spanish are played by lizard eating toads. Right. And And but more importantly, the scene is being watched by a fuck ton of white people. Yes. And who are all like laughing and giggling. And you said when the scene came up, I knew that this whole scene, because you see the white these white people going around and filming a bunch of other stuff, was all about like white tourism uh, of, of of hispanic countries and like how gross it, and and that that whole thing is And just
0: like sort of reveling in what they see as barbary or just like right not yes not like they see ter- they see people being executed, and they're like, "Oh, this is so great! This is part yeah. of their lifestyle." This is part of like Instead very, of very sort of the
1: patting them on the head, kind horrors of, like. of what it actually is. We're yes. safe.
0: We're white foreigners. They won't yeah. dare touch us. The
1: the, the old uh, joke from the the Boondocks cartoon from Adult Swim, where uh, there two two people pass each other on the street, and uh, a black guy get starts an argument with a white guy and the white guy says, Wait a second, I'm white, I don't need this shit and wanders off. <laughs> you were saying I knew that this whole scene was about that. I'd never picked up for some reason before that this scene was a that this was part of it. That that the the white people are coming to this country that they famously did a huge genocide on. Yeah. And just sort of like dancing on the graves of these people. Just
0: being like, look at what
1: this once great society that was wiped out by imperialism, right? And sort of laughing about it. And you said that, and you were like, "This, that." I don't know why I never picked up on that. And I had to admit, I didn't even pick up on the white tourism part of that. Yeah. So, which, and, and then the minute you said it, it was like, "Of course!" Like confirmation bias kicks yeah. in, and I'm like, "Fuck, of course that's what it's about." But uh, apparently, didn't pick up on it at first. Yeah. But I had seen a lot of weird shit at that.
0: Point. Yeah. No, there's so much the symbolism almost obscures the symbolism in this movie
1: yeah because there's every time you're like i wonder what that meant there's a hundred other things you gotta think about uh is there anything else that particularly upset you i guess let's go back to the the art gallery real quick sure the the art gallery scene was a bit confusing to me because i wasn't sure what he was critiquing again uh the mass production of art the mass production of art i i I understand with that.
0: this was exit through the gift, sh- gift shop in five minutes.
1: Sure, sure. I like that. I like that description. But the I don't know. There, I guess I I've been watching some stuff recently. Some commentary videos on YouTube talking about like how obsessed the right is with, in in terms of like the political right in America, is obsessed with art being scatological and how this is some sort of proof of the degradation of the left. And so when the first thing you see in the art factory is a bunch of people putting their butts on stuff with paint, yeah. I my brain flashed to that connection instead of the mass production of mass production of sex cells art, which is probably more what he meant to yeah. say, and also just in, the low initially effort initially that pissed me off. Okay,
0: just the low effort idea of like let's just paint asses and have ass prints and also the
1: idea of like Yeah.
0: I'm going to buy this because it means so much and you don't realize it's just aspirins.
1: Right. I think the problem that I had was that the the criticism that he was putting on art was something that probably made more sense at the time. Probably. And I am taking it and applying it to people who are somehow in the year of our Lord 2022 still upset about the dada is putting a toilet in a museum yeah you know like that that's that's more where my brain was making the connection but i i think that you're right i don't think that's at all what he was going no, with no i don't think because so. if he was he wouldn't have made this movie no yeah does that cover the things you did not like at least for now okay. uh, we i am uh drinking during this episode so i may have i may have forgotten well something. do you want to take a quick break let's do that and then we will talk about
0: the things you did like yeah absolutely so, we just talked about Marvel Comics for 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> now, to go into completely the other direction. And now uh, for something completely different. But, uh, so we talked about all the things that you loathed about uh, visionary director Alejandro Hodorowski's Holy Mountain.
1: What a monster I am.
0: Yes. I dare you to speak that way about other visionary directors like
1: Zack Snyder. <laughs> You know what? I I couldn't. Zack Zack Snyder is is a perfect angel and has never ever made a movie that I find to be a personal insult adapting one of my favorite fictional characters of all time. So uh, someday we'll watch sucker punch for this show. <laughs> sure. And you can tell me
0: which is a more daring artistic masterpiece, Sucker right. Punch or
1: Holy Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Which 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 one was a uh, a better feminist film than yes. Holy Holy Mountain or Sucker Punch? Well, don't make me defend Zack Snyder. <laughs> Don't defend Zack Snyder. That's on you,
0: buddy. Yeah, but you have a gun to my head. <laughs> and you're holding up a sign that says "Defend Zack Snyder." <laughs> you're lucky this isn't a video podcast or else I would have evidence.
1: <laughs> yeah, take that. But um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the 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 things that I did like about Yeah. this movie. It's Yeah, it, it's again, It's always so easier much.
0: It's always easier to vocalize things you
1: don't like. It is, yeah, it is it is a lot easier. And again, like, this this movie is so crazy and so wild mm-hmm. that I guess to back my way into the good stuff by talking about another thing that, that I didn't like, this is no, not any specific thing. I will say that, like, it's funny that you said that, uh, I think you said that it was El, El Topo mm-hmm. is really great in the first half and the second half is yes. just not as great. I kind of felt the same way with this, where it was like, the first half is where you get a lot of the wild and crazy shit. Yeah, uh, like that's that's the 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 stuff where it's going to be like really impenetrable to a lot to a lot of folks. It's just like again, thing after thing after thing after thing after thing, crazy wild shit. And uh, maybe just because of doing this show, I don't know when this started. I have come to a place where I as a film viewer, have really come to appreciate when a film can just, like, grab me by the nose and just take me somewhere. Oh, yeah. Where,
0: like There's a lot to be said for the slow burn, but there's also a lot to be said for punching you in the face and pulling you into a car.
1: Sure, yeah. And, and like, uh, one of the ep- things I can... Ex- Mentioned is the first time I noticed that this is, like, something I really enjoy is episode eight of Twin Peaks The Return. Yes. Where just, like, at a certain point during the episode, it cuts into a flashback, and from the second that starts, I'm just in it. And it just takes me Which places. is fascinating,
0: because there are several solid minutes of just...
1: Silence and stillness. Yeah.
0: Things. Yeah.
1: Um, sometimes, sometimes movies don't have to make sense, as, no. as we've mentioned. But the... And, yeah, the first part of this movie, it wasn't the kind of thing where it was... In Episode 8 of Twin Peaks, The Return... Shut up. Thank you. Uh, in Episode 8 of Twin Peaks, The, uh, the Return, I am immediately like, flabbergasted by the imagery, and I'm just like... It's almost like the episode like, I've fallen in love with. What's going on? Yeah, on and, I and I just sort of like fly through
0: it. I one of my stipulations was that we had to watch that together.
1: Yeah, when when I was finally watching through all of Twin Peaks, yes. you were like, "Hey, let me know when you get to episode
0: eight. We're gonna watch it together." Because yeah. I knew, I knew you were still a baby bird. Yes, and I knew like I didn't want you to be alone for that.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And no, that was a wild trip. This movie didn't as much like immediately like engender that attachment that a lot of lynch stuff does like gotcha. an, another film that uh, other stuff that has made me feel that way is mostly lynch stuff like a made me feel that way maul drive made me feel that way where it's like i don't know where you're taking me but take me away sure uh this movie was just sort of like we're taking you where we want to take you doesn't yeah. matter if you want to come with us and that's fine too uh and i i still enjoyed that aspect of like I think I said within like the first 20 minutes of this movie, I have no idea what the fuck this movie's about. And I, I did not say that necessarily as a negative. Like, I just... I No, just, I don't necessarily mind that in a film. It's just a series of, of wild shit. And I'm sure that in Hodarowski's mind, everything that happens in that first hour means something. I don't know what I, a lot of it means. Uh, but it, it uh, there was a lot... And it happened. And then the second half, when, again, there's a plot, there was something, and it's not fair. <laughs> because the movie had been so wild and crazy, mm-hmm. you know, like Steve Martin and, and uh, Dan Aykroyd. and Dan the the Brothers. Yeah, it had been so like
0: that. That they should have I... been members of, of the Alchemist's Cavalcade. Oh my god, please! But <laughs> we are two wild and crazy guys, and our planet is Europa. There no, some... now I want Holy Mountain, but every character is an SNL recurring character. <laughs> you got it's sure, Pat. you got uh, Gilly. <laughs> You got Canteen Boy or <laughs> whatever the fuck Adam Sandler's was. Right. No,
1: opperman a- You, you got to be opperman You have. You can put your weed in there, guy. Rob Schneider. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it has to be the making copies guy. Making copies. Oh, making copies. copies yeah, it took me a second yeah. to remember. Yeah, and since it's all about like turning your life around and being like a life coach, you have to have Chris Farley, Matt Foley, Matt Foley, uh, the CGI man. Most respectful <laughs> thing to do. Absolutely, as is like the the the. The Chris Farley equivalent of the Tupac hologram. Yes. Yeah. uh, But yes, um, the the second half of the movie suddenly had a story we were following and there was a part, again, it's not fair, but there's a part of my head that was like, oh, I've seen stories with plots before. (laughs) I've seen stories before. I've never seen what the fuck happened in the first hour, but this, I've seen this. And again, it's not fair, but it is something that Happened in my brain, I noticed, in the second half. And you're saying second half. We're talking about 34 minutes, basically. That's 30, a good point. Uh, so, 40 yeah, at the most. This happened it's in my brain. It's about a movie. At the moment he got through the tunnel and met the Alchemist is when the plot starts. And that is kind of... Yeah, that is kind of when my brain was like, Okay, now there's something to follow. Oh, so it was that early? It was it was kinda of that early that because, my brain was like okay. okay, I
0: thought you meant like after he gets through all the planets Introducing every member of his rogues gallery. The
1: planets was a bit of a rep- was was when I perked up again because oh, okay. because each of those is such like it they're they're each treated as their own little vignette. Gotcha. You don't even know whether or not that the any of these characters will come back in the movie in any yeah. meaningful way when you're watching it for the first time. So I didn't know if these characters were ever going to come back, but we were just watching them, and uh, and then when they do finally show up, it's like okay, we're all going to go on a quest. And I was like, okay, we're gonna go on a quest, and that, and that at that point, you know. And then you started to go. I I started to be like, okay, we're gonna get through the rest of this. Yeah. It, there was still a lot of crazy shit. There's still stuff that I enjoyed in that oh, yeah. in that second half, or even about more 40, more than uh, 40 that. Minutes. But like that that first bit where it's just sort of like it follows the thief, where it just follows the thief through all this crazy bullshit. Basically, was like, a lot of. Commentary and satire on society, mm-hmm. as as Brad pointed out to me, it's not so much that it's satirizing or criticizing religion, although it definitely does. Yes, it's more that it's satirizing and criticizing everything, mm-hmm. and religion in our society as it exists today, and certainly when it existed in the, the back in the day that they were making this movie. And you also have to remember uh, is you know, in everything. Yeah, and especially
0: yeah. for Hodorowski in Chile, mm-hmm. Mexico. Uh, he got ran out of Mexico for making this movie.
1: I can't imagine why. I can't imagine I, I why. I believe he had
0: to finish it in New York. Or mm. possibly, I don't know what part of the process, again, half-remembered things. Right, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he got chased out of Mexico for this one, mm-hmm. not El Topo.
1: Before the movie was finished, he got chased out of
0: Mexico? It was. I don't know if it was in post-production okay. or they were still doing
1: production but if he, he had like... like reshoots he wanted to do and then they were just out of the country but yeah things were getting dicey for him there again if you if you watch uh Hodorowski's dune which is another movie that i definitely recommend oh absolutely we've thought about talking about it on the show but since documentaries are already movies where people tell you a story yeah it's, it's... kind of de- it seems to defeat the purpose for us to just talk about it yeah in in Hodorowski's dune not only does he talk about the problems that he had making Dune. He does also briefly touch on problems he had making his other movies, and it does seem like every time Hodorowski wants to make a movie, it turns into like a some sort of Marx Brothers situation or some sort of Looney Tunes thing where he's just being chased around by a whole bunch of people with clea- like cleavers. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking crazy person. <laughs> They should be chasing after him with butterfly nets. Yeah, no, no, he he deserves to be chased around, and and uh, I'm sure he'd love it. Yeah, no, I he he does seem to get off on how much people get mad at him. Yeah, I'm sure he took it as a point of pride. I, um, I believe he absolutely does. I'm imagining absolutely him, yeah, yeah,
0: does. I'm imagining it's like the fall of Saigon, and there's a he- <laughs> there's a helicopter landing atop an embassy, and he's like just like running, trying to drag the sex robot like oh. behind them. He's like he has oh my to God. leave it. <laughs> <laughs> As just, like, a bunch of Catholic priests are just, oh like, God. charging at him with clubs. Like, oh my God. we saw
1: you eat that, Jesus. There was one scene in particular that I remember looking at and just being, like, I, I had to say something at the time because it was yeah. just so good. And I don't know, it's one of those situations, like, a movie that we both love, Mother. Yes. Where we love Mobile. it, yes, based on that song. Danzig's greatest movie. Danzig's <laughs> greatest movie. Goes Darren
0: Aronofsky's mother.
1: <laughs> Veronica.
0: I don't A know. Close if it,
1: second, Veronica. I don't
0: know if his uh, vampire western came out yet.
1: Oh man! But I need uh, I need to follow up
0: on that. I, I hear it's better I, than
1: Veronica. I hope that it's at least as good as John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh, I hope so. But uh, which I've never seen. Yeah, just another vampire western I could pull from. Oh wait, I should have pulled from the actual good vampire western Near Dark. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I it's a situation like the movie Mother that we both enjoy. We both love Mother. Yeah, we think it's a great movie. But I think we can both agree that what the director's vision for the movie was and what we like about it are not the same thing. Sure. Yeah. Still love the movie whenever I do watch it, but I definitely enjoyed it more when I didn't know what the director's idea of the movie was. Mm -hmm. Because I could make up my own idea, which, which is probably why David Lynch avoids telling people what he was making his movies for because he wants people to fill in the blanks themselves he said as much himself in this scene i don't know what hodorowsky's idea for it was i have a feeling that i'm at least close but it's a scene where the thief character is made up to look like jesus mm-hmm. in the traditional artistic sense he's there's got already been a lot hair. of parallels before he's got long hair he's got a beard there have been plenty of of intentional parallels before he's he was like crucified he's crucified within the first couple minutes of the film
0: yeah. <laughs> no i'm sorry i just imagined the passion of the christ yeah but it begins with the crucifixion then it's a close-up of jesus's face uh-huh. and then in aramaic he says bet you're wondering how i got here <laughs>
1: Yep, yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Just uh, hanging out as usual. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Uh, you gotta laugh. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, that Peter, am I right? Uh, I'll be here all week. So in the, in this particular scene... He has run into these people dressed as Romans, mm-hmm. and this uh, man dressed as a nun. That's the other thing. That That's I another not thing for. I forgot there that I didn't some care for. Weird. There's uh, some transphobia. Yeah. If you if you didn't if you thought that the the potential transphobia in Paddington Two wasn't enough to make you upset, we got you, holy mountain, because this movie is unquestionably transphobic yeah it's not good
0: and it's not good it's not good again i could contextualize it yeah it's from the 70s i could it's a different time it yeah but i'm not going to that's that's just upsetting it's just not great that's just just not great and here's the thing is like Hodorowski is not a good person in the way that like john waters always mean means well or yeah i truly think that Hodorowski doesn't hate anybody Mm -hmm. but i don't think he respects everybody
1: yeah i think that that's a big that's a big difference where whereas like we've we've talked about off mic and i think we did talk about on mic well in the crybaby episode how john waters is a bit of a blind spot when it comes to people of color representation in his movies but we both agree that we Our interpretation is that John Waters is an old man yes. uh, who doesn't always think through the things that he does or says, yeah. but doesn't have any will ill will or no, or no, no. disrespect for anyone in the world. Yeah. Hodorowski, whenever he has a handicapped person on screen, they are always a victim. They're always being taken advantage of in some way, which is not a great look, but it is at least a look of someone who is... Their heart maybe is in the right yes. place. Whenever there's a trans person on screen, or just not even and trans, it's, not even no, trans. I don't want to say trans. Someone dressed as an op as it's a always, sex that's not what they were born with. It's always a bearded man. It's always a bearded in man in drag, feminine garb. And when they do show up, they are always an oppressor, and yeah. they are always on the side of the oppressors. And it's it's this. It's I, again going back to this. There are so many things in this movie that bizarrely dog whistled of of right-wing ideology these days where it goes back to all the q weirdos who are constantly saying like every everyone in hollywood is is a mortal trans yeah and it's, I, it's 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 bad it's a bad thing i'm
0: thinking through this right now mm-hmm. and bizarrely i've landed on the square where i'm like you know what this isn't transphobic it's just sexist which I think is what it actually was. Which
1: is, transphobia is inherently a sexist concept. It is. Yeah. But I don't think... You don't think that... It, I yeah. think Hodorowski was like... He didn't think through his transphobia, he just has it
0: Because transphobia wasn't really a thing back then. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I'm, I'm not gonna, it was a different time. It. I'm not gonna. Okay. It, it's not, it's not, I,
1: I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, it's just not a good aspect of this film. Yeah it's just something that is is bad it's it's a bad it thing that that happens in the movie Thank, i i can tell you it only happens twice it does only happen twice and it's very quick when it, it does happen and i think but he, it exists and it it's does, not okay and he it's not okay.
0: I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't want to defend it. I want to yeah. play devil's advocate. Let's just. Well, so, but but the hey, thief
1: goes. Just so you're aware, he's gotten very drunk. He's gotten very drunk by the centurions and this man figure, nun. This religious figure, and while he's asleep,
0: they take a mold. Of, they make a mold of his body to they, mass yeah. produce
1: Jesus. Statues, Jesus statues of uh, they they literally put him in the crucified position, the T pose, the T pose, yeah, this sort of T bending into a Y pose that you often see Jesus in. They they make a a plaster cast of him, not even plaster, uh, pig guts, liquefied pig guts. No, uh, that's grease that they use so that the cast wouldn't stick to him. Oh, I didn't understand that. Okay, grease him up with pig guts, and then they put him in a uh, make a plaster mold of him, and then. He slowly wakes up. He's thrown on a stack of sweet potatoes. Yeah, yeah, that that happens right before they make the mold. But he he slowly wakes up in a room full of statues of of identical statues of Jesus, mass-produced identical statues of Jesus, which on are the also cross, statues of him. Which are, of course, also statues of him, and. He looks around him, he sees where he is, the camera pans back, and he lets out a violent scream of pain. And then gets up, grabs a whip, and whips the centurions and the, the man nun until they leave. Before that, he walks through a bit of this warehouse and we right. see
0: that there are dozens And dozens of these statues. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm talking about. Imagine how much fucking work went in for that
1: single scene. Yeah. And that scene, again, as someone who is, does still count himself as as religious. Oh, it's very potent commentary. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, yeah, literally, Jesus Christ! Uh, but
0: like, holy shit! Yeah, like that was the mass production and commoditization
1: of religion. Obviously, yeah, that's I th- I th- obviously. Th- obviously. But like, as you said, yeah, there's there's obvious and there's obtuse. To me, it did feel like it was a commentary on. I, I don't know what. I have a feeling that a lot of this movie, the meanings behind symbols and characters in this movie shifts from moment to moment, depending mm-hmm. on how a Hodarowski, what yeah. Hodarowski wants to depict at any given time. Exactly. But in this particular scene, I don't think that the thief was meant to be the thief. You think he was meant to be film. Christ. I think he was meant to be Christ. Whether Hodarowski thinks of Christ the way that I do as the son of God, or if he thinks of, of Christ as Jesus, a carpenter who had a lot of great good things to say and was then uh, commodified by the state. Mm-hmm. Either way you see the commodification and and with the whipping of the Romans as the, the famous uh, scene in the Bible where the Jesus overturning the tables, overturning the tables the and, money and lenders, getting the, the money, money lenders traders. out of the temple you get the the it's, it's a very it seems like a very clear visual metaphor of like Jesus looking at the modern day state of the religion that purports to worship him. Oh, absolutely! And is utterly failing at that because it's propping up a capitalistic system that goes against everything that he taught.
0: And a lot uh, of human rights abuses. A lot uh, of uh, mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of uh, yeah. yeah it's, and it, it was it <laughs> was it was
1: an incredibly beautiful and powerful moment absolutely. that is better. In this movie made by an absolute Creep, uh, is at, yeah. better than I was gonna say uh, any Jesus movie I've seen, and I realize the only movie I've seen about Jesus's life has been her. But it was you it was only it was you still better. Seen the Passion of the Christ. I haven't seen the Passion of the Christ. I I avoided it because the reviews were so mixed. Yeah. my My dad very much wants me to see it. He says it's, an, it's a beautiful movie. But uh, so I'm I'm gonna see it eventually. Okay. I I tend to avoid them just because they have movies about Jesus's life have kind of a reputation for being a bit shit. Yeah. In this in Let's make a good one. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make let's, the let's, Hamilton of Jesus <laughs> movies. Yeah, it was just it was just an incredibly powerful moment that just really uh No, it's it, really affected me. It's and fantastic. I, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. And that's
0: another reason why we absolutely could not do a step by step walkthrough of this film, is yeah. because one, there are broad
1: swaths that we cannot interpret. For real. We, yeah. we can interpret it broadly, but I don't know. Again, Brad mentioned earlier on, like there's a scene where just a bunch of people are wandering by with a bunch of crucified, cut open dogs. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that's about, but it it's certainly is striking.
0: If if you were to like, if I had to guess, I could. guess. I have a gun to your head, um, so yeah. you do. Yeah, um, your arm strength is incredible. Mm-hmm. You don't drop it. I don't. Um, this steady, steady, steady hands, steady hands, and that's why we're also rap partners because you never drop the mic. I never drop the mic, but um, I leave that to you. We just talked about, about three minutes of this movie. And that took us significantly longer than three minutes. This oh, for movie real. This so fucking dense. Like, again... It's the it densest. Is, it is worth the experience just to be like, Wow, I just watched a movie and somehow I am tired as fuck. Like, just to be yeah, assaulted. Yeah. Just to be so pummeled with imagery. And that's why I sort of,
1: like... Brad kept telling me you're going to be so tired you're going to be so you're going to be so wiped at the end of this movie and again I didn't believe you because I didn't understand what you were talking about uh, as you were as clear as you could be I just didn't understand yeah. and then we watched the movie and I'm only like 30 minutes in and I'm like I am exhausted Yeah. <laughs> like Brad can attest I like I just sort of like rubbed my eyes and was like what the fuck I usually get tired around Berg that's the
0: vignette with I think he's Uranus the one that I don't like Oh, the yeah, financial yeah, yeah, advisor yeah. the financial advisor But then Axon, a
1: a weird relationship with his mother. Axon perks me
0: the fuck up. Axon Axon is is so good. Axon is fucking amazing. And we'll let's get back to Axon. Let's do it. Yeah. And then we get Pluto, and Pluto's his vignette is really good, but by the like it's as you said it's horrific. He's he's an architect whose sole purpose is to make to make money, but also to like cut down on anything a per. He says all man needs is a shelter,
1: yeah, not a home. He he says that that the the architects, he and the other architects, made a mistake because they sold humanity, they sold man to use his own terminology, on the idea that they would need a home, yes, which includes electricity and water and, and yards food and, and yards, and this was a mistake because, because they this, lost money. They lose money that way. The real the the way that they're going to make this to correct this mistake is to sell humanity and man on the idea that they only need shelter and mm-hmm. sell them coffin shaped boxes. That operate essentially like Japanese sleeping tubes. Yeah, where they just you just when it's time to sleep, you get shoved into this box. Mm -hmm. You sleep for until your shift begins. You get up and then you eat at the factory. Eat at the factory. You drink at the factory. There's a truck that comes around every once in a while and allows you to defecate. That's that's it. And it they and then they cut to this model. Of these huge towers made up of essentially the the, coffins. Con- the connecting piping that you get when you model kits. Yeah. Connecting a whole bunch of these coffins, just towers and towers. It's like if you took the megacities from the Judge Dredd universe, but somehow made them way more, more depressing and dystopian. It was... An impressively upsetting no visual. It's,
0: again like it's not just the <laughs> visuals of this movie there's a lot of great ideas a lot of great satire a lot yeah. of great commentary again
1: if you um, if if you're like us that's probably a very obvious satire of but capitalism but it fucking works but it worked yeah it, wor- it doesn't like if it works it's I don't give a shit yeah
0: but my point is even though I love this vignette by the time we get to Pluto mm-hmm. I'm ready for the movie to be over
1: I, I I unfortunately agree with you.
0: And like I st- like you said, I still enjoy a lot of what's to come. Oh yeah, and it's only about uh, forty more minutes. The- we get some good stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm- they're almost at the island. Yeah. All right. He threw he threw the disabled person off the boat. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Um,
1: An- another part of the problem with the last forty is that that's when you get the majority of what I think of as the the Hodorowski's a great guy hour. That's where he,
0: all the philosophy and the spirituality and the teachings yeah.
1: and the message and 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 all of like the just Hodorowski taking them around and being like like his his disciples would be like, Oh, I can't I can't do the cupping uh thing because the guy's feet smell too bad and he beats the guy up Is like, you're gonna do cupping and then he's he's he, once he puts the bones and your legs back together, he'll smell great. And it just Again, really feels like all these sort of like, I'll teach you how to be an alpha male kind of, of, no, of that's just, fuckers on the internet. I don't see that
0: as an alpha male thing. I see that as a respect people thing.
1: No, that's not the way he means it, but the vibe of, I know what's best to you, for you, so it's okay when I beat you up kind of attitude. Okay, uh, I, but that's Violence more... is different when I do it, because I'm an exceptional. But he's also
0: the sensei.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And sometimes you need to. Sure. Also, I don't know. That was. I think that was Fawn. It, it was. Uh, it was Venus, I think.
1: Yeah, no, was it? Venus? I, I don't remember. I don't think I don't, it was Venus. No, Venus
0: chopped off his fingers.
1: She, uh, maybe. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of bo- the body was yeah, important to him. Um. It, it might have. It doesn't matter. There's another problem: is I start to lose track of who's who.
0: Yeah, especially once they shave their
1: heads. Yeah, everyone shaves their heads, and the majority of them also shave their facial hair. And uh, but this
0: was before they got to the they did that once they got to Lotus Island. Yes, this was before that so he still had the beard mm-hmm. um, but i am not sure it, no, I think it was Pluto actually. Um, oh yeah you're I think you're right yep, but no i I think it was I don't know it didn't that didn't bother me like I and I think a lot of Hodorowski's words are pretty sure and uh, no, a lot of his the, stuff is is there's is some very nice effective. philosophy in there. Mm-hmm. uh he's just like most gurus a creep
1: <laughs> like exactly. he has good ideas and talent he's just a shithead we, we combine the fact that he's a guru and that this movie is about a group of a bunch of of people who are secretly in charge of the world and we have the plot of two different mike myers movies apparently yeah yeah uh which mike myers movies the love guru Okay. And the one he just came out with where he oh, plays and or it. Yeah, whatever. that's that's it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You, let's talk about Axon. Uh Was yes. this your favorite of the of the planets? It's hard It's hard for me to say. Again, because it's so recent, I have a feeling that once I mull this over, it's going to be the one that I remember the most because it is the most visually interesting. Yes, it is. But... And also because I now have context for part of our (laughs) intro.
0: Yes, yes. If you were not aware, uh, one of the quotes in our intro, my favorite quote, uh, I I love this quote so much, I once... This movie is the source of... Your sacrifice completes my sanctuary
1: of 1,000 testicles. Except the version that we have in the intro is just Brad doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, the intro is No, 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 the intro is definitely um, the clip from that.
0: That's from this, and it's... Just a fucking amazing turn of phrase. Yeah, uh, yeah, And yeah. I, I, one of my favorite images I've run across on the internet is a Photoshop picture of Paris Hilton in a T-shirt that says "Your sacrifice completes my <laughs> sanctuary of one thousand deaths." Um, oh man, but, I, wish, uh, I wish, I wish, I wish she would. But no, there are a lot of great vignettes. I love both Venus and Mars.
1: Uh, yeah, um, I, I love, love Cell. The toy manufacturer. The, that's the one I was going to say is like probably the other biggest contender for me is Cell. Yeah, whose planet is I forget. Saturn. But it's it, it's I looked it up and it's it it corresponds to the 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 Greek Titan Kronos who famously ate his children. Mm, children, uh, children. Num nom nom. In their segment, they are responsible for in a scene that I feel like has become only more prescient with time yeah, again like, uh, the wait, the manipulation and indoctrination of children into the military industrial complex
0: i feel like we're sort of doing a disservice to Hodorowski
1: in mm-hmm. this episode because again it's much easier to talk about the stuff we didn't like because well just like as, those are a bunch of like isolated incidents as, as far as the, the man goes thing.
0: yes imperfect yeah but again, he's saying a lot of very intelligent, very oh, yeah. noteworthy things, like making a lot of great observations about society. I would agree. With and cell segment is the most, I think, insightful and incisive.
1: I, I would say that it and Pluto's, because there's there's a uh, yeah Pluto's is fantastic as well. There's a thing that chills me to the bone and it's it's someone leaked plans for a new kind of bone chiller. <laughs> exactly no uh s- this is years ago someone leaked plans for a new kind of passenger airplane
0: mm-hmm. that
1: was being made by one of the major airlines i don't remember which and the plan was essentially very similar to this where they were like we- we're gonna do it like double decker and just make it so that oh, nobody like has Pluto thing. any room at all this is something that capitalists uh, really do think about like yeah. how to maximize the profits at the expense of human life so i, I would say that uh those segments, that segment and the, the Cell saga, as I like yeah. to call it, are are both, are equal in my mind in terms of, like, fuck. Like, yeah. like, you know, just... So let's
0: let's put off Axon for another minute. Okay. And talk about Cell. Cell makes war toys. Yes. And the, when we first see Cell, she's dressed up like a clown with yes. a sort of a bishop's hat, a pope's hat. Yes. Um, uh, which is a great juxtaposition of, like... Oh, and she's surrounded by children, and she yeah. has little people, Santa Clauses, mm-hmm. and they're handing out candy, and the children just swarm around her. And again, like it's it's not saying like if you were to if you were to view this movie through the lens of its mocking religion, you'd be like the bishop hat oh they're making fun of bishops no it's like she is the religious leader of these children yeah it's using religious symbolism to show her power and also
1: Um, like even you could see that as a commentary on the way that we allow kids to become so involved in pop culture ips to the point where they do become a i i often joke but there is an element of truth to it that i am a christian but i also believe in the religion of comic books No, because like there's 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 an amount of of indoctrination that I went through via pop culture saturation sure. at a young age of all these bright colorful things that that I was taught to care about mm-hmm. and now have like a, a serotonin drip that comes from buying these commodities gotcha uh and this is something that again like this only became more true after the movie came out in the 80s when reagan took stripped away a lot of the 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 restrictions on what could or could not be uh children's media you had a lot of like the gi joe cartoon the mm-hmm. teenage Mutant Ninja turtles cartoon yeah. and all this stuff selling products to children based on these brightly colored ha ha ha, ha and like getting these kids yeah. to follow along with these these figures that are supposedly so friendly and so good for them, but are really just literally a facade meant to sell. And yeah. we see that because she takes off all the makeup and, and is very
0: severe, almost is like Corella the Villish.
1: Yeah, even even more like like uh, like more of almost a nurse Ratchet, just like yeah. completely just, just yeah, that, yeah, you get it. Very severe and evil and mean. But
0: Cell makes war toys, and yeah. she works with the government. Yes, to to figure out okay. Uh, what do we need to indoctrinate the children? And they have a computer that they feed data into. They feed it information about wars and revolutions, and it predicts who we're going to go to war with. Uh, yeah. Say you have to go to war with Peru in fifteen years. Yeah, time to start indoctrinating children to hate Peruvians and want to kill Peruvians. And it's
1: it's so scary and insightful and hits so close in to home. Absolutely accurate. I, I again, this is one of the scenes where I almost didn't like it because the sim the. Not even symbolism. the 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 satire seemed so obvious. Yeah. But at the same time, it there. This is obvious to me again because I do know that we do do this. Yeah. Like just just uh, how many. You go back to the the '80s again with uh, the GI Joe cartoons, or like watching any TV show that was on TV in the '80s, and how many villains were brown people or Asian people? Just like this 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 base level xenophobia that's that's bred into all of us from a very young age, and just because we need you to be okay with shooting people who don't look like you, if we ever have to send you over there, exactly that's that's just a thing that we. Very publicly do, and not a lot of people acknowledge. And yeah. so, yeah, no, the the scene was was even though like again when I was watching it, there was a part of me that was a bit annoyed. I, thinking about it more, like I like that scene more and more as I think yeah. about it. And uh, yeah, it's and just it's a fucked up, dark scene. Let's talk about Axon.
0: Please. Axon. Axon Mobile. Your sacrifice completes my sanctuary of 1,000 testicles. I love it so much. It's a great line. Uh,
1: Axon is is a police captain.
0: Oh, man. Who has an entire fucking cult.
1: Yeah. Which is actually... That's just just real life.
0: Not uncommon Mm -hmm. for most of the people the alchemist collects...
1: They are all. They all run. Venus cult basically of has a cult
0: yeah. of his wives. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Mars has a cult of war. Uh, Cell has a cult of children. Yes. Pluto has a cult of of capitalists. And, sure. Uh, and people. He also he also has a cult of children. He's a bunch of. He has the Mickey Mouse Club that follows yeah, him everywhere. That
0: weird. I I
1: was the only thing I could get out of that in terms of like interpreting symbolism was just a cheap visual gag based on the fact that Pluto is also Mickey's dog. Maybe. I just got strong pedo vibes. Oh, definitely like, that, super, too. Super, super strong pedo definitely vibes. Definitely
0: that, too. Um, so, like, I just figured that was mm-hmm. a part of it. But Axon, again, in a movie that is entirely visually striking, the Axon segment is something fucking else. So, we start off with, uh, in order to join Axon's ranks, mm-hmm. you have to be castrated. Right. And we begin with one of these castrations. Yes, uh, a young boy is sort of tied to a dais, and Axon gets out some novelty scissors, I believe, and like he's
1: he's opening up a, a Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Just fucking. You don't see it. You don't see it. But it, it cuts. It cuts away, and the guy screams, and that's 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 all you see. Oh, before we see Axon walk up to the dais with a
0: huge gun. Yes. And I know what you're thinking when I say huge gun. You're thinking like oh a oh, big like, gun. Like a big handgun. Right. I mean like what's that transformer that transforms into a gun? Megatron. Megatron. It's yeah. like he's carrying
1: Megatron. It's like it's like it's take 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 a take a gun. <laughs> big <laughs> and then, gun and imagine and who it, had... imagine it's as big as the chocolate bar that Willy Wonka puts through his TV teleporter machine like that's that's the kind of comical bigness we're talking about when we talk about a big gun it's and he's carrying it like like it is shaped like a handgun yes but he has it like it's, it's just, like a carrot top prop, right? Yeah, it's it's just it's it's like a it's a big old fucking prop it's... that a Batman villain would carry around because it's part of his big uh, plan, his his big death trap he's going to leave Batman in at the end of the episode. Do you think Axon has his testicles? I have a f- feeling that he probably does. Okay, I think that he is. I mean, knowing a lot of cult leaders, like I do, you know, I hang out. at a lot of cult leader conventions they tend to give a lot of stipulations to their followers that they don't exactly follow themselves i'm pretty sure marshall
0: applewhite castrated himself
1: i don't know who that is heaven's gate oh okay
0: but uh no it's just obviously the joke with uh, maybe it was a joke back in the 70s in mexico that uh guns compensation especially big guns like Mm -hmm. a Maybe this Oh, was maybe
1: a, he doesn't have testicles. And that's and why like, all of his
0: followers can't have them. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't have them. And so he has this big gun to make up for the masculinity. Sure. Of his clearly homoerotic cult.
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's all
0: men. Yes. All shirtless men. Yes. All shirtless men who cut off their balls. Yes. So, granted, their sex drive is going to be a little bit lower. Yeah. But I definitely got some strong homoerotic vibes from Axon's sure, cult. Sure, sure. But, so a- after our young hero. Our, young, our new cop. Our new cop. Our rookie cop, fresh on the beat. Fresh on the beat. Um, he's Ethan Hawken Training Day. Oh, no, God. Oh, my God. I'd love a Training Day-like movie uh, <laughs> for the Axon unit.
1: Oh, my God. The Holy Mountain Cinematic Universe. Um, here we
0: come. I'd love it. <laughs> but um, he, he Axon takes the young man with his testicles in a champagne flute mm-hmm. uh, suspended in something. And he takes him to a sanctuary of 1,000... Technically a sanctuary of 999 testicles. Yes.
1: This is a big deal that he's getting his 1,000th today.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why he, it's Yeah, it's huge.
0: It's a huge um, deal.
1: It's a huge testicle, And too.
0: again... We see a lot of... They're all in champagne flutes.
1: Yeah, all, a whole bunch of uh, fucking testicles so and champagne many flutes. goddamn testicles. It looks oh, like... Man. I wish Matilda like... had joined Axon's cult. Oh my god. I was I was honestly thinking about Matilda during that scene. Uh, but the it, it, it sort of looks like the gallery in the original Clash of the Titans where they have the little statuettes of all of the Greek god subjects. Except instead of that, it's a bunch of champagne flutes with testicles in them. And again, just like
0: someone had to make this, yes, someone had to make this for again, like a minute on screen, uh, if not that. barely that, like thirty and seconds, it's again, at the most incredibly striking. Oh yeah, as are most images in this movie, but yeah. it's just like it's so fucking insane, like mm-hmm. that a man made this happen. Yes, it's much, a movie we need to talk about. One of my all-time favorite movies, The Fall. Is another yes. sort of another sort of labor of love like this, which yes. is just a madman with a vision.
1: Those are even more impressive on a certain level, just because some of the shots in that move in in the in the are so clockwork esque and precise in their precision. Yeah, that it's it it doesn't seem possible that they could have have been made it's nuts uh in this movie it's more insane that anyone would have the idea to do the shots or that
0: they could find people who would be like willing to go
1: along with Uh, it yeah uh,
0: no i'll be your prop master and i'll make you several hundred glasses of testicles. several hundred glasses of testicles yes then we get to my favorite sequence in the film Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite sequences put on film ever Mm -hmm. And this is going... I'm not going to do it justice. And I don't know how much I should even try to describe it. There is a peaceful demonstration in the streets of whatever city Axon has control over. Yeah. The demonstration is met by Axon's troops who immediately incite violence. They, they throw smoke grenades, yeah. and then they begin to kill the protesters. Mm-hmm. None of the violence is rendered traditionally. No. And we've seen this before, and he, is, he, he tends to do this throughout the movie, but here it's really concentrated where, in the beginning, we see some people executed by firing squad. They, they have bright paint blood, uh, like different color, not red, but different colors. He but, does
1: that same trick that Evil Dead 2 did where no one bleeds normal. Everyone yes. bleeds a different color, except in this scene where he takes it to the nth degree where some of them don't even bleed blood.
0: No. And we also saw, uh, he'll refer back to this, but we see someone earlier in the movie, they're shot and birds come out of their wounds. In this yes. Beautiful
1: fucking image. Uh, I, um, I remember I was in the middle of saying something to you, and then that happened, and I just lost my mind. Yeah, like, no, I just it's, completely it's, lost the thread of what incredible. was going on because birds were flying out of a person. But. In, no,
0: most of the violent most of the damage done to people is shown through food. One man who has his belly cut open, mm-hmm. he has a bag of rice under his shirt, and we see the rice, rice spilling spill out. out. One woman uh, spits out, maybe it was like pomegranate
1: seeds or something. something. like Something. Some weird orb. And Again, there's so much in this movie, of course, but there's so much in just this scene. And this scene is so short, and there's so much packed into it. it I'm struggling to remember everything that happened. Uh, I remember a has someone, a bunch
0: some, of sausage on his belly, and yes, the soldiers rip it. into it.
1: Someone uh, bleeds cabbage.
0: A man, a woman is on the ground, and... He pulls a cabbage out from under her skirt. That's right. And spikes it on the ground and stomps on it. That's right, I yes. Can, we can imagine what that is
1: a visual metaphor for. Oh, of for. course. Um, There's a great bit where m- someone is supposed is, is crying blood, and instead of actual tears or actual blood, they have very obviously, intentionally, the, the obvious yeah. is intentional, attached these like little nozzles these to her copper face. copper
0: tubes that come out near her... I think it was supposed to be coming out of her nose. Okay, because, and starts squirting and just squirts blood, red on the ground. liquid, it's, and it's very so... sort
1: of this very sort of uh, almost Brechtian idea of like we don't need to show you what's happening, you get it. Like we're it's, just we're going to infer and 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 have vi- visual signifiers of stuff that you've seen before, stuff you've maybe seen on the news. I feel like Hodorowski went, okay, I could portray this
0: realistically, but that will almost have less of an impact mm-hmm. if. I can portray this beautifully. Yeah. And people will remember what I'm trying to say
1: better. I, yeah, I I think... There was a part of me that was like, I wonder if he did this... Because the reason why they did that in Evil Dead 2 is because they were told they were going to get an NC-17 rating if they didn't do something. And they didn't want to remove any, any of the gore, so they just made the gore more cartoony yeah i was wondering if he was trying to do the same thing where he was trying to get a distribution deal i guarantee
0: you this movie was x
1: i oh absolutely there's so much other stuff in the movie that i'm like that can't have been why he was doing it it was an artistic choice i think you're right yeah and
0: it is uh, please go on youtube look up holy mountain axon it might be i think it's axon song or something like that might be the title of the video it is it's upsetting it's a lot like even just this short segment is. A lot. I showed it to someone recently. I was. T- I told her we were going to be doing this episode. She's like, yeah. I never heard of that movie. I was sort of talking about. It. And I was like, Hey, watch this scene.
1: Yeah, I can't really describe it to you. So let me look um, at this.
0: And she was like, That was overwhelming.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot, it's but a lot. it is. I feel like you're you're probably it's easier to take when you've been through all of Holy Mountain up until that point. True, because true. at that point you're a bit in, more inured to what the style of the film is. But even like, it's, like, it's still, just so it's still strikingly beautiful. Like it doesn't.
0: Obviously, the implications of the police state and fascism, and obviously suppressing protests, yeah. but again, is obvious, bad. obtrusive, whatever. But obscure. It's not even like the sheer brutal violence that is being alluded to. It's just the fucking beauty of it. Like the, the imagination yeah. that went into this, like this idea of just how can we display this carnage?
1: And it's another one of those. And, and for me, the, the moment that like tips it over the edge to being the, the scene I'm going to remember coming out of this movie for a while, mm-hmm. in, I'm calling it now, is not only does it have all of that, because a lot of this movie has a lot of like quick-cutting, like r- a crazy shit. Yeah. This is a lot of that crazy shit all at once. It's very intense. And then it cuts to a still moment. I just... To... What's his name again? Axon. Axon. He is kneeling in He's front of a pile of limbs. A pile of limbs. In the background, you see a whole bunch of bodies, both of the protesters and also of his own men they're all dead they're all covered in blood or ketchup or whatever they they're all there and he's just s- s- stock still in Almost this just praying to the carnage in this prayer prayerful reverent pose as this dirty brown mustard, smoke yeah mustard brown smoke flows slowly in covering the bodies slowly slowly uh, it's not as slow as a Lynch shot but it's it's, it's slow for this movie and it, it covers the bodies and slowly comes up and envelops him and that's the end I think is that the end of I the whole segment? I believe that's the end of the segment, yeah. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's amazing. I don't necessarily know what that shot in particular means but it doesn't matter. It, it's gorgeous and there's something about like that sort of like ba 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 chaos, 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 crazy shit, crazy shit, crazy shit. <sighs> Still, uh, oh, that, this, this is sort also of, that sort of meditative moment at the end of it that just sort of like brought it all home for me, and I'm going to remember that until I die.
0: This is also the sequence where we watch Axon
1: pull the head off a dummy, yes. and then a
0: skull pops and up a from the torso. Skull pops out it's like a and little, it's...
1: little moment from Disney's Haunted Mansion it's... in the middle of all the craziness. Like if
0: you watch it. <laughs> Like, it looks so fucking hokey, like, if you ever see a still of it. It's great. But it's so fucking amazing. Like, it's the best thing I've ever fucking seen. I want that to be Um, a
1: gif. I'm going to use it for everything. It is a gif. I've seen it It before. It is a gif? Awesome.
0: Um, Awesome. uh, No,
1: it's, it's this... But yeah, this is fucking amazing. I thought of two other things: one that I loved, and one that I hated. Sure. The negative is there is a scene towards the end again, in the bit that we both are not as hot on. Berg, uh, Uranus. No. Okay. Uh, there's a bit when the thief is, is start is 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 about to get on the boat. They're about to travel to this other place. Oh and, yes, and I didn't. He says and he's he seems to be like concerned for these children. I don't know if they're Hispanic or they're there's some race other than white. Yes. Uh, and they there are a bunch of kids there and Alchemist says you want to do miracles because, like because Jesus. Because the thief strikes a, a Christ pose. A Christ pose a, a Christ on the cross pose. He says, you want to do miracles like Jesus. Here's what would happen if you did. And he gives them a vision of him... Multiplying making, the loaves. Multiplying the loaves like Jesus famously did. And all the kids and their parents immediately start killing each other it's over only these... only children, I believe. I think I saw some older posts. Okay. But it doesn't matter. They start killing each other they over the They divide loaves. themselves into groups and they're stockpiling the food. And it's like... And this is the thing that... Really gave me right winger vibes of like we can't trust these people with resources, S- and it's it's so funny because earlier in the movie he ma- he he mocks one character for saying in order to balance our budget we need to kill half the population yeah and then this is the kind of stuff that lead that people use to justify those arguments like we we need you don't understand the wealthy need to control the resources because the rabble won't know what to do with them, and that ticked me off
0: i did not like that either i did not feel like there was any racial aspect to it more just like more just like you can't give everybody everything like oh some people have to like go through adversity like mm-hmm. it's it's bullshit it's, it's, fucking, it's bullshit fucking bullshit because bullshit because yeah. it's if this man could perform miracles he could just be like yeah no just take the bread come back tomorrow right yeah It just like, like it, it's and again i don't it feels like such a for a movie that espouses so much about rising above baseness it's such putting a as, low putting
1: aside your ego it's
0: such a low view of humanity where it's not yeah. like okay let's take what we have yeah. and go home and appreciate it he immediately assumes the worst
1: yeah um but the thing that i loved uh it's 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 not as big a deal as some of the stuff we've talked about but it's just a little aesthetic thing that i remembered there's a there's a bit in which could be seen as a bad political thing, but I I don't think it was intended this way, that way, uh, during the Mars segment, where Mars said that they don't just make weapons oh, for yeah. military, they also make weapons for the protesters. Mm-hmm. And they were, you see them fashioning guns for religious folks and for hippies. And I, again, I there's a way you could interpret the scene that could be seen as a very sort of right-wing... Talking point, I choose not to see it that way. No. But mainly the reason why I liked this so much is because the hippie guns are so fun to look at. They are. It's they great are design. So, they're they like have,
0: big boots. They There's put a... big
1: stiletto heels on these guns yeah. and they paint them all up with flowers. I, I have to imagine that, again, the prop makers had a lot of work on their hands for this oh, absolutely. movie. absolutely. But I have to imagine they had a lot of fun making these. I'm sure. Because they're so, they're so much fun. This this weird-ass Flower Power guns. It's so dumb, and I love it. We also see a revolver
0: with a crucifix on top. Yes. And again, this is meant to be satire, and I was like... I'm sure 300 of those exist.
1: You no, know, I've, like, seen stuff like that in movies that were not making fun of the concept yeah. before. A d- very different example, but in fucking Trigun, with, like, the, the priest Nicholas D. Wolfwood, who has a gigantic cross gun in the middle of the desert, and I believe that the creator of that one is actually a Christian. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot that we've complained about in this movie, because it deserves to be pointed out. It does, and but again, this... it's
0: such a hard movie to approach. But I cannot stress it enough.
1: Yeah. If you, I do not regret watching this movie at all. No, I am so happy that we did this. I think this was exa- I'm so happy we did this and not porn dogs. I know yeah. we're gonna do we're porn, gonna porn dogs do porn dog someday.
0: But like, I'm when I'm, you least, expected, when I least expect it on your deathbed. On my deathbed, I'm gonna shoo your family out. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee and your six adopted children. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank God um, for, for like,
1: small mercies, I guess.
0: And you're gonna be like. I'm gonna do like I'm gonna talk to God. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find out the exact time of your death. Right. So you're gonna have that DMT flowing through you as yeah. you're just like on death's door just, at the just, climax. As the I porn as dogs. I go out, just, like yeah,
1: as I go out. But yeah, uh, this this uh, movie, it's an incredible movie. I yeah, I I Hodorowski is a problematic figure. I think a lot of the elements of his problematicness come from. The fact that we have a society where we prop men up and say, like, you are the artists, you are the creators, and women just, I don't know, whatever, do whatever. And that's, and, and so he's a, he, What's wrong with him comes from the fact that he is a privileged fuck. And I think that but I think just what, because of that does not mean that he doesn't have talent and doesn't didn't create a singular film. And doesn't have and fucking doesn't incredible. mean he doesn't have things to say. Yes, and he does say a lot of things that I agree with, and he says a lot of things I don't agree with. Picasso is a horrid was a horrid piece of shit as a human being, it doesn't mean that he wasn't an incredible artist. The same with Thomas Kincaid. This movie is incredible, and I encourage people to watch it. It's worth your time. I think that you're never going to see anything like it. You won't. You won't. This will most likely... Like, I've... Do I... Do... Is this this isn't going to join my collection. It isn't a movie that is going to be one of my favorite movies going sure. forward. Uh, if you had to pick which impenetrable art film I like more, I definitely enjoyed Eraserhead sure. more. Just just because Lynch has vibes that I enjoy. I vibe with more than than. There's Ravsky's less vibes. to
0: take contention with in Lynch's work because it's sure. so apolitical for the most part. He's, it's he's, um,
1: His work is very apolitical. But at the same time, I don't... I think that this is worth your time. I think that this is absolutely worth your time in terms of just if you're just someone who appreciates art and wants to see some truly wild shit. Yeah, you will uh, never
0: see anything like this. And again, this is this is probably the weirdest movie I've seen too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess show over. It's, <laughs> and this is another this is another reason why I'm a seeker. It's like yeah. It's not even like I need to find something that's crazier yeah. than Holy Mountain. It's just I need to find something that's Singular. such a labor
1: labor of mad love. Like You said something before we record, started recording where you were like, I, how do we introduce this movie? It's the most this, it's the most that. And you said for a second, it's the most unique. But then you corrected yourself. You, nothing can be the most unique because if you're unique, you're not like any other thing. Yeah, it's it's uh, and that I think is more what we're about. It's not like finding the best weird movie. No, it's, it's about finding it's, a lot of weird movies. It's about
0: exploring. It's it's like, okay, granted, I saw a half man, half woman with puma titties mm-hmm. spraying someone with milk from their puma titties mm-hmm. and nothing i see again can is ever going to be that no yeah but that's okay like yeah. i can
1: still enjoy other things there's um, there's there's nothing like this movie just like there's nothing like a lot of movies that we've talked about this movie is just the the singularness of this movie is a little bit fucking weirder and stranger than the, the singularness that is Paddington 2 the just the thickness of the
0: symbolism and the imagery, the relentless pace. The relentless the, pace. The wide-ranging topics that are being yeah. discussed and satirized and
1: skewered and critiqued. It's like the, trying to find all the references in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It'll it'll take you a year. And just like, it, it's... If
0: you... Th- this movie is not for everybody. Clearly If not. you cannot... If you have not parsed that yet. Mm-hmm. If you are a seeker, if you are an explorer, if you If you like pina coladas, if you want to getting see getting caught in the rain. If you want to see the wild one of the wildest things put on film. Mm-hmm. If you want to see something that will change you just for the sheer fact that you will see things that you will never see again and you have never seen before, and now you're a little bit number. Now you're yeah. now now you're like if now you, you look at Edward or Tim Burton and you're like <laughs> Oh, you ain't shit! What the fuck are you doing, little boy? <laughs> oh, things
1: are black and white. <laughs> That's cool. C- good for you, bud. Good for you. Uh, if you want to see a movie that that convinced Billy to do uh, uh, an episode drinking, th- there's th- this is a this is a movie that had me so confused and 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 feeling so weird afterwards that i was like yeah absolutely hand me the twisted tea <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's what i i do drink that because of the carbs oh um, really yeah okay. that's why i switched from
0: beer okay i um, i
1: just i i had some today it's delicious it I is thought tasty just ta- no like i just the taste. it has
0: less carbs than beer so oh, that's great. why i started drinking that stuff sure
1: but uh yeah,
0: I think unless there's anything else you'd like to say, I, we will be revisiting Hodorowski. I'm sure in the future, at, at least for some, some sangre. And it's also, what you, again, not to defend the man, Hodorowski had an insane life, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Uh, he, he he's. It's easier for me to separate art and artists with him than it is for other people. Like it
1: does help when you like the art. I think is probably it, a big that, part that's of it. Part of it. Yeah. It's also it's like again with Picasso. I genuinely like his paintings. So it's easier for me to separate. These are good paintings. He's a shit person. But he's also not uh, fucking Woody Allen. That's true. And he's also not still alive. Like that's that's sort of the problem with like people like Woody Allen or J.K. Rowling. still alive. Yeah, like like people like, but I'm talking about like J.K. Rowling and pe- and and Woody Allen, where it's like, hey, you are actively harming people right now. Right. I don't know if is actively harming people right now. I think he's just a crazy, excited old man. He seems to be someone, he, he doesn't seem and to be I... doing a lot of active harm as much as he's just sort of like... Somewhere, some some place, planning a whole bunch of movies that will never be made. Probably, because it's, he seems to have a new one in production every other week. That's that's always the craziest shit you've ever heard of. I will say the, the window one... of time when people were throwing money at him is kind of closed. Yeah, that closed after Holy Mountain. Yeah, the Holy Mountain he was all shut that Mountain door. There. They were like,
0: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. the man wearing the banana pants. <laughs> is not the one we should have given a blank check to.
1: Uh-huh. Just funny. because like, a lot of people love that love this movie. It is well loved oh, yeah, in the circles it's and it's well loved in. Fucking insane. Like you yeah. don't see things like this ever. Yeah. Again,
0: it is an artifact just for just it's like if It's a singular work. It's like if a It's like if I don't know, like a flip book could punch you in the face. <laughs> But like every like it was just shoe shining you just, just like sh- you're watching a moving picture and it's <laughs> punching you in the fucking face.
1: <laughs> um, just shoe shining you. I love that. But uh, one. no,
0: it, it's uh, Hodorowsky still has some toxic traits. Yeah. His his most recent two movies, big sub big subplot is that Hodorowski is not gay.
1: <laughs> what uh, what goes out of his
0: way in both movies to be like, I'm not gay. What a mature human being. What yeah. what, what an adult person. Yeah. Oh, again, man. he's an old man. He grew up in a different culture. Like again yeah. we have to understand that he is not American and our values even to reflect the values at the time in America, we can't project that on people in other countries. I guess. I know it still sucks. It still sucks. But people are
1: Really, so much the
0: products of their environment
1: that yeah no I I understand that but like again you and I were watching Evil Dead Trap last last week and we were acknowledging that rape is very fetishized in in Japanese culture and at the same time no well like, yeah I understand just, that. just just no no I'm not I'm not okay with that scene and I understand that yeah um uh but uh, so that is. The Holy Mountain. Yes. Do you know what you want to talk about next week? I do think I know what I want to talk do about next talk about? week, because we've been talking about it a couple of times ooh, in a couple of episodes recently, ooh, yeah. and I think <laughs> that after Holy Mountain, it was such a trip. We need some trash. We, we, need, we need some, some trash. trash. We need some We need to go back to our roots, we our first go episode go tracks. We need to go nowhere fast. We need to go nowhere fast. We need to get on these streets, and these streets... What kind of streets? They're streets of fire. Oh, right? hell they're yeah! streets
0: of fire. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love <laughs> this movie people i love this movie oh man oh uh, it is so much fun and it all is all right i i believe it's available on streaming on a, a few services i i hope so i think it's on yeah. netflix at least okay good. go watch streets of fire so you can be prepared
1: for this episode go pre- prepare for this episode this has been a crazy episode this has been a crazy day all right uh thanks very much for uh listening and we'll see you next week see you next week Bye bye